Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Malillo, and I am an assistant editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Preventive drug lists are intended to help high-deductible health plan members by covering preventive medications at lower or no costs. To evaluate benefits and challenges of using PDLs to manage asthma costs, researchers conducted a series of interviews among patients with asthma and parents of children with asthma. Of the 22 interviewees, some reported PDLs provided financial benefits, while others experienced challenges relating to the measure. Some PDLs did not include asthma medications or only provided modest cost coverage. Although PDLs can be a promising tool for helping families in high-deductible health plans manage costs, current limitations in coverage and lack of awareness among members may hinder PDL efficacy. To learn more, we speak with Melissa Gilkey, Assistant Professor in the Department of Health Behavior at the University of North Carolina, and Allison Galbraith, Associate Professor in the Department of Population Medicine at Harvard Medical School and the Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare Institute, on their paper, Preventive Drug Lists as Tools for Managing Asthma Medication Costs. both for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So to start off, what was the objective of the research and why did you choose to examine asthma specifically? This study was part of a larger project that's examining the experiences and healthcare decisions of people with asthma who have high deductible health insurance plans. And in particular, in this study, we wanted to understand the benefits and barriers of using a preventive drug list to manage asthma costs. And a preventive drug list is a a feature in some high deductible plans where preventive medications like asthma controller medications are covered at low or no cost before the deductible is met, where usually an enrollee would have to pay the full cost under the deductible. And we wanted to study these questions in asthma in particular because asthma is a common and serious condition and it affects both adults and kids. Um, And the controller medications that are effective at reducing asthma flares are often brand name drugs and they're expensive. What were the main findings of the interviews and were you surprised by any? Yeah, this was a um, qualitative study. Um, And so we interviewed 22 people who had high deductible health plans um, with preventive drug lists. Um, All of our participants either had asthma, um, they were the parent of a child with asthma or both. And we found that participants had um, really a range of experiences trying to use their their preventive drug lists or their PDLs. Some people found them to be really helpful. So um, the PDL seemed to work as intended to um, reduce the cost of their medication. And these participants perceived themselves as really benefiting financially from having from having this benefit. Um, there were other people we talked to who were not as happy with their PDL. Um, sometimes this was because the medication that um, the member wanted to use wasn't listed on the PDL. Other times the medication was on the list, but it wasn't discounted very much, and so it was still um, perceived as being too expensive. 
And then there were even other cases where um, members had non-medication expenses that were related to their asthma. So um, things like emergency department visits or specialist visits that their PDL just wasn't really designed to cover. Um, and these non-medication costs were sometimes so expensive that members um, still really struggled financially, uh, even if they were getting medication coverage from their PDL. So again, we just had a uh, we found a real range of people's experiences when they were trying to use them. In terms of what surprised us, um, we found that a substantial minority of our participants um, didn't even know they had a PDL. So we knew because we knew about their insurance plan going in. But when we asked them, they weren't aware of having the benefit. Uh, and that could be a problem because if you don't know about um, having a PDL, then presumably you're not doing the comparison shopping that you might be needing to do to take advantage of it. So it may be that um, member outreach and education is something that's needed just to make sure that people know about their PDLs and how to use it. Are there plans in the future to conduct this study with a larger population? So it's actually as part of the larger study um, that we're doing, we are looking at um, the healthcare utilization and outcomes for um, patients who have preventive drug lists in high deductible plans. Um, and that's being done um, through a, um, national data, health plan data, claims data. So it's a different type of um, information. It's not rich qualitative data, but it's very broad utilization data. How did experiences with PDLs differ across the interview participants? So all of the participants in our study, as I mentioned, were insured, um, but we made a real effort in constructing our sample to include people across a range of household incomes. So um, when we talked to people with higher incomes, they sometimes reported that you know having a PDL was nice, they liked it as a benefit, um, but they didn't perceive themselves as really needing it to afford their medication. So they'd say, you know, this is great to have, but if I really needed to pay for my medication, I could find a way to do that. It wasn't um, directly related to their ability to adhere to their preventive care regimen. However, when we talked to people with lower incomes, that medication coverage um, was something that was really important to them. And there was one woman in particular who stood out to us, and she reported that her ability to control her asthma really substantially improved when she got a job that included medication coverage. So after years and years of really struggling, she was finally able to control her asthma, and that helped her socially, it helped her professionally, um, it helped her in all kinds of ways. So examples like these suggest that PDLs may be especially important for um, people who are with lower incomes, and they might even be a tool for addressing asthma-related health disparities. Um, although, you know, we would, of course, need additional research to explore that as a possibility. How do preventive drug lists fit into the larger strategy of value-based insurance design? So, value-based insurance design is a descriptive term for a strategy where insurance plans lower the out-of-pocket costs required for enrollees for high-value evidence-based care, but raise the out-of-pocket costs required for low-value, less necessary care. So preventive drug lists are an example of value-based insurance design applied specifically to medications. But the preventive drug lists don't help enrollees reduce the cost burden for other types of care, like visits to asthma doctors and stuff, as Melissa was talking about earlier. And so we had seen that families with the preventive drug list still struggle with the cost of other things, like office visits or emergency department visits for their asthma care. Um, 
There are other value-based insurance designs that do include services other than prescription drugs. For example, there are some where um, pe um, for people with diabetes um, that the value-based insurance design might make eye diabetic eye exams or monitoring tests for diabetes um, to be free. So those are a little bit more extensive value-based insurance design than what we were looking at, which was specific to medications. Why is it important to increase members' awareness of their benefits, including the existence of preventive drug lists? Um, well, our findings suggested that getting the benefits of the preventive drug list wasn't always automatic. So some medications might be listed while others weren't. And so for that reason, members um, sometimes needed to change medications to get the benefits which is predicated on knowing that they had the PDL in the first place. So uh, I think it's just an example that if we're expecting members to um, play this role of kind of the engaged consumer, then they, they need to have really accessible information about their benefits. Um, and again, that's where the, the member outreach might come in. Um, and at the same time, I, I think we also found ourselves thinking about the importance of designing benefits so that they're, they're really easy to use, um, so that we're not putting so much burden on, on members and their providers to be um, switching medications. What are future areas of research on PDL use? There's already data out there that suggests that enrollees are more adherent to their medications when they have a preventive drug list, but um, more research is needed to see if this then translates into better health outcomes downstream. So that's one thing. I guess the other thing um, goes along with what Melissa just said. You know, we our study found that there are challenges that people have navigating preventive drug lists. So it seems like the devil's in the details and that future research needs to understand how we can actually implement preventive drug lists so enrollees know they have them and know how to take advantage of them. Um, we're currently working on extending our research to explore what the best setting might be for this. For example, you know, can doctors or can, um, other clinic staff help patients navigate their preventive drug lists and figure out a way to lower their medication costs? Or is that something that the health plan or the employer can help with? I think one of the other take-home points for future research that we realize in this qualitative study is, you know, as, as preventive drug lists and high-deductible plans and other value-based insurance designs become more common, it's going to be really important to study the impact, particularly from the patient perspective, to see how people are actually making decisions and using these, these benefits. Is there any other particular condition that you would be interested in exploring besides asthma? Well, it seems like diabetes might lend itself really well because medications are really expensive and really necessary and important. And there's a lot of services in addition to medications that could be addressed in a value-based insurance design. So I think that would work really well. Okay, great. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.